Hello and thank you for listening. I am so excited to say that I now have a Patreon that you can go to. I'll make sure I include the information in the show notes. But I have multiple tiers you can choose from. $1, $3, and $5 tiers. The $1 Spooky Soul tier gives you access to an online Discord community that is filled with fellow spooky souls. If you want to talk about creepy, cozy things, you might be interested in that. The $2 Cryptid Creature tier lets you have that online community, as well as giving you early access to episodes, bonus content, and secret bonus content. And the $5 Kachu Cuddler tier, named after my fluffy, squish-faced kitty, lets you have that online community, early access to episodes, and the bonus material, but it also lets you suggest future episodes and I'll shout out your name during each episode. Thank you so much for your listenership and support, and I can't wait to talk to you more soon. Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. Hello, spooky soul, and welcome to episode 55 of Creepy Court and Folklore. Um, This one, we're going to hop, skip, jump right into rabbit folklore. I have two bunnies, and they're actually sisters. Um, One is named June, and she kind of looks like if a calico cat could like an orangish calico cat could be a bunny and then um that's my bunny and then Abby is my husband's bunny um and she kind of looks like um if a brown kind of like paint horse could be a bunny (laughs) it's that kind of coloring um and June I got at a like swap meet kind of thing it was like the chicken or poultry swap but weirdly they have a bunch of other animals there which is fun we noticed that like June was kind of sad and there was only like two for sale. She was like $20 <laughs> little June bug. But, um, and I named her June cause we got her in June a couple years ago. Um, but then we were like, we need a bunny friend. So we messaged the people and they said, well, there was one that was a runt and was really sickly. So we drove like 45 minutes and picked up the sister and we came back with her. And, um, it was like this, um she was just such a little ratty looking thing and now she's like the biggest one um out of the two sisters and it was really sweet when they met they both like licked each other and they sleep together all the time it's just like really really cute um and right now they're like molting because it's been so hot of a summer so there's lots of rabbit fluff everywhere (laughs) but I noticed that even though I've done stuff about cats I haven't done any kind of folklore on all the other animals that I have Um, in case you didn't know I've got horses and cats and dogs and bunnies and a shit ton of chickens Um, even though you've probably heard the chickens uh, cock-a-doodle doing and like singing their egg-laying song in the background 
but there's a lot of folklore and symbolism behind rabbits, which I don't know I'm surprised every single time, but it I think I'm more surprised, not that folklore exists, but what the different types of animals or symbolism means. These fuzzy creatures have been associated with like a rich symbol- symbolic history and folklore. Of course, one of the first ones that pops up when I started researching this was about fertility and reproduction. That's one of the most prevalent themes in rabbit folklore. It's their association with fertility and prolific reproduction. In lots of cultures, rabbits are seen as symbols of abundance, fertility, the cycle of life. It's because they have a very short, rapid breeding cycle and habits, and they have very large litters. It makes them very bountiful of a creature on this earth. There are also lunar connections. I talked a bit about this um, because this is the the Chinese New Year or the Lunar New Year of the water rabbit. So I went into way more detail um, for the lunar water rabbit episode, but they're frequently associated with the moon in folklore in lots of cultures, including Chinese, Native American, and Aztecs, the markings on the moon were believed to resemble a rabbit, which I've always seen that. I've never seen the face. Some people say they see the face or the man in the moon, and some people say they see the rabbit. I always saw like this upside down rabbit, but that's just me. I wonder what you've seen in the moon, if you've seen anything, um, and what like the craters kind of create to you. But it gave rise to legends about a, quote, moon rabbit or, quote, moon hare. Um, And then these lunar rabbits often embody themes of beauty, mysticism, and the connection between the earthly and celestial realms. If you're curious about celestial, terrestrial, and subterrestrial realms, I get way into that for the special angel accuracy episode that's all about biblically accurate angels. So this was one that kind of surprised me. But they're also associated with tricksters and transformations. Rabbits feature prominently as tricksters and shapeshifters in folklore, especially in African, indigenous, and Japanese mythology. They're portrayed as these clever, mischievous characters who like outsmart others through their wit and quick thinking. And these tales often teach valuable lessons about like intelligence, resourcefulness, critical thinking, and some consequences of hubris or arrogance. This was one I was um, really familiar with, though, is the symbolism of luck and prosperity, where they're associated with good fortune and prosperity and folklore. I feel like in a certain culture, you have like a lucky rabbit's foot. Yeah, in European culture, it's believed that carrying a rabbit's foot brings luck and wards off evil spirits. And in some Asian cultures, the quote, lucky rabbit, end quote, is regarded as a symbol of good luck and financial success. They can also be an image of transformation and rebirth. They have these connotations in some indigenous traditions, um, specifically um, North American indigenous traditions. They're associated with renewal, changing seasons. I could totally see that, especially because ever since spring, there has been little baby bunnies everywhere and they're so stinking cute. And it's funny because the baby will be like, ah, every time she sees one, it's really cute. She like squeaks. Um, And they are seen as symbols of transformation as well because they molt their fur and adapt to new environments. Um, And I guess that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier where you go out and there's like a huge pile of fluff and you're like, oh God, what happened to you? But it's just because we were using that like special 
I forget. I don't know if it's like a pumice stone or something. It's like a rock that's like in the shape of a brick. Um, It's not heavy, though. It's like very, very porous and light. And you just like brush the bunnies with it. And it pulls out all their itchy old hair that needs to come out and it helps them molt a bit faster. Definitely makes them feel more comfortable. They love when we do that. But there are some rabbits. Oh, man, I wish I knew which one. Like during the winter, they're like white and they look completely different because in the summer, they'll have that dark grayish brownish color and it's all to blend into their surroundings. So that totally makes sense that they're associated with transformation. They look like completely different species of rabbit, but they're the same thing. And it also can reflect that cycle of nature and life and and that adaptability and starting fresh. So in European folklore... Um, tales like what I was talking about earlier, the rabbit in the moon, but then also the hare and the tortoise emphasize themes of speed, cunning, and patience. While in African folklore, the um, rabbits are often depicted as clever tricksters and Asian cultures revere the rabbit as a symbol of longevity and harmony. So all these wildly different takes on little bunnies to see what that hare represents for them. So diving a bit more into these different cultures and how they're depicted um, in Chinese folklore, um, which I do get more into in the Lunar Water Rabbit episode, but it can also um, not only is it the fourth sign or for the year of the rabbit, but it symbolizes kindness, good fortune and grace. And moon rabbits are also called the quote Jade Rabbit. Um, It's a popular character Uh, associated with the mid-autumn festival, and it represents longevity and immortality. Amongst many indigenous tribes, rabbits often embody traits of cleverness, agility, and resourcefulness. And then the trickster rabbit in particular appears in stories from various tribes, including the Anishinaabe, Cherokee, and Hopi, where it outwits other animals and characters through its cunning and quick thinking. Um, And being able to survive in that way by just not being the brawn, but being the brains is really important. They're also, of course, associated with fertility and abundance in many Native American cultures as well. If we go to South America, though, the um, Aztec tribe and in their mythology, the deity, and of course, I could not for the life of me find any pronunciation discussion about this, Sensun Totoktin means the 400 rabbits. Um, And this represents fertility, excess, and pleasure. And these rabbits symbolize the joyful, abundant aspects of life, often associated with celebration and feasting. And then like I was mentioning before, in African folklore, there's features of rabbits as cunning tricksters. So they're kind of more taking on the antagonist role. Um, Especially in Zulu and Babara tribes, the rabbits outsmart other animals through their cleverness and wit, but also they can carry this moral lesson and highlight the importance of intelligence and adaptability, just like in other indigenous cultures in the Americas. This is a testament to rabbits and how they're kind of universally fascinating people. Um, And they're so cute. And they're such like enchanting creatures on this earth. And whether it's their association with fertility and abundance or their roles of as tricksters or symbols of agility and wit and thoughtfulness, they've woven themselves into the mythology of human folklore. And exploring these diverse interpretations of rabbit symbols across culture kind of offers us a deeper understanding 
of the human fascination with our furry companions. So was any part of this surprising to you? Maybe you hadn't heard of this before, but you could kind of see where this is coming from. I'd also love to know if you have rabbits or used to have rabbits at some point in your life, or if you notice any outdoor bunnies. I know I live very rurally, so it's very common to see hares and these warrens of rabbits, which is a group of, fun fact, that's a group of rabbits. That's what they're called. (laughs) Um, But I would love to know your experiences with rabbits um, and what that's like for you and what you'd like to add to the symbolism or if you know of any stories regarding rabbits. But thanks for listening um, and I will talk to you next week. Thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to Creepy Core and Folklore. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok if you're looking for more uncanny content. If you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you liked this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Hollowverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible. And the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland, and I'll see you next time.